Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you with the support of our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. This month, as in July, we released a new edition of Reverse Swirl watching Quantum of Solace. It's an absolute blast. And next month, August, because this is best of British, we'll be doing worst of British. The vote is on the Patreon now, and there's some absolute dross to pick through. So it's an exciting time. If you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Five dollar backers, cinemaswirl. You get the idea. Check it out. All right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Hey, he chundered at my mate! It's episode number 108, coming to you from the confrontation outside the bar in Hollywood, California, arguing with all of the Hollywood classic movies that my OTP, Sam Chaplin, has not seen. Hello, Sam! Hello, but Kevin, I don't know if we're outside a bar in Hollywood, or are we outside a pub in bloody blighty, mate. That's where I'm wondering ah. whether, where we are. <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil too much about sorry, the movie sorry. du jour, the full Monty, but you may have guessed, folks, from the excitement in Sam's voice, yeah. it is only a bit of best of British. Yes. And, you know, when we talk about the worst of Britain, obviously, you know, the, the, the issues with the um, India subcontinent yeah. and uh, in Ireland, obviously, uh, yeah. in Israel and, uh, you know, the historic uh, global slave trade links and all mm-hmm. that. But full Monty, though, hey! mate. Hey! Not so bad, hey? I am glad that after all these years, you've done the right thing and decided to back Britain. And that just brings warmth to my heart that you've decided to do that. And it means a lot to me. Yeah, this is... This is the podcast equivalent of when that minister ate all that beef on the bone to let everyone know the BSE wasn't real back in the day. It's fine. I don't do it. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, uh, we have actually managed to somehow do a best of British swirl before we did a best of Irish swirl. Yes. Most of which would be movies that would hit you right in the fucking core of your feelings and your nation's existence. But instead, we're looking at the full Monty today. We were Mm. going to do a vote, but then the thought was bit of full monty though come on well and also you know strike while the disney plus iron is currently available because yes there is a series of the full monty so i'm curious as to how that allegedly which you've seen you've you've watched i have i have seen two and one third episodes (laughs) and all I'll say is that's only part of the Monty, surely. Like you've not seen is, the full, it, but it's a subsequent Monty. Now yeah. the issue here is is that the way that streaming platforms work now mm. is that by virtue of me saying that and the kind of the groundswell of people being underwhelmed by a show, it may not actually exist anymore. It may yeah. have been stricken from Robert Carlyle's records and any streaming platforms. And actually, it could be so badly received that the movie itself may be removed from the internet as well. Knowing how they do things now in Hollywood. Everywhere you turn, things are disappearing. The full Monty Disney Plus series does smack of tax 
write off some yeah. some kind of thing to you know. Well, they set up the all parliamentary full Monty group in the <laughs> House of Commons with a view to seeing and feeling out this process about yeah. you know how we could best get a bit of money out of the full Monty. So I I feel we're already in the weeds of it here now, and I yeah. feel that because of your birthright as yeah. being a British citizen, Thank you. and I feel like you're gonna know more about this than you would most things. I feel like maybe some plot details have probably been chanted at you or maybe yeah. sometime you have been up in the pub and a glass has broken and someone has turned to you and been like the synopsis for the full Monty is as fault. <laughs> you know it, it feels like yeah, something very yeah, yeah. British that would happen you know well all I'll say to that is you can keep your hat on I told you before this is my this is my hair and I know it can resemble a large hat but that oh, is no. not oh how embarrassing nice of you to say that my oh. full head of hair is not a hat and I know I can leave it on because it won't come off ah good stuff I know that I know that song you know you know you know that song okay <laughs> yeah now, you may have skirted around the issue here. Yeah. And I didn't want to give it away. Hmm. Whereabouts in the UK are we setting this fully montied movie? I'll tell you where it's not. Okay. Down south. Bloody softy champagne socialist Londoners. It's not... Champagne, <laughs> champagne south. You know all of them down there, down south. Now, this is what I love, right? Yeah. And Sam is a very, very interesting experiment for me here now because in my travels and tribulations across this United Kingdom since I moved here around 12 or so years ago, I've noticed that what constitutes the north of England and also what constitutes the south of England is completely up to the inhabitants of wherever it is you may find yourself longitudinally or latitudinarily as well. Because yes. when I was in Lincoln, people, were like oi we're northerners here in lincoln and i've had folks here in salford been like lincoln them southern yellow belly dandies with their champagne sausage rolls so you know you're nottingham that's as middle england as it gets i don't think you and nottingham would ever claim to be a northerner though would you no you know what i'd be in more of a rush to dissuade the notion that I'm a southerner than I would be to claim any kind of northernness. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm northern, but I definitely don't feel like I'm a, a, a down south southerner. You know, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout some zones at you here, right? Sure. Oh, and also as well, this is extra funny because of my trials and tribulations across the United Kingdom these past twelve years, I've noticed one thing: mm. great as the north-south divide is, and yeah. as ill-defined as it is, the only thing as ill-defined as that is the general geography knowledge of the United Kingdom citizens. You sure. haven't got. I'm gonna. I was gonna say names of some places, but you've probably not heard of them. Well, like, for instance. Staffordshire, north or south? Mid, mid, that's kind of middle-ish. That, Stafford's kind of middle, a bit further down. Leicester, north or south? It's south of Nottingham. I can say where these places are in relation to Nottingham. Leicester, that's south not of Nottingham. the same thing. Ooh. The north-south divide isn't about ah. the divide of the things that are north of Nottingham and south of Nottingham. Sam, forgive me, but that was a very stereotypically Nottingham-centric <laughs> attitude that you have there. <laughs> okay, Leicester, we're, we're heading towards south, starting to get south, but I think still kind of in the... These are, these are Midlands areas. That's its own identity, mate. 
Okay, because because I was wondering like if some people were sat around a calf. It's mm. a cafe, for those of you who may not know. As one man once asked you when I first moved to Lincoln, where's the local calf? And I was like, I <laughs> do not know what that is, sir. I would you are you after a latte, is it? Because I could sort I I, I know I know a good barista nearby. Right. People, for instance, who are sat in Derby, they're not yeah. gonna be like Boo. us Middle Englanders here. They're gonna refer to themselves as northerners or southerners, right? Even I still, know. I don't think southerners, there's northern pride. Is there Southern pride? Um, I don't know. But, right, here's the thing. This film takes place in the North. It's a North. Where? It's a, I think sort of Sheffield or Yorkshire, I think. Okay. I mean, Sheffield is sort of Yorkshire, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, she- Yorkshire basically is a, a little bit of geography that I figured out. Mm. Basically, everywhere north of Manchester, except for Newcastle and Scotland, is Yorkshire. That's why, right. that's my okay. my estimation. That's my supreme geographical knowledge of the area in which I currently live. Sure. Well, this is, I think it's within within Yorkshire is where this takes place. It's in the north. I'm just saying, right, I was in Leeds <laughs> once with loads of people who live in Leeds, yeah. working in Leeds, and they all had an argument about whether or not they were in Yorkshire. Right. They were. Because yeah. it is... It is, it is Yorkshire. That. It is that. Not Leedsshire, as I coyly suggested. We're going geography heavy here, but I know that it is northern. I'm fairly confident of that. I know that. A little bit of Sheffy? You've been to Sheffield? Sheffy. Yeah, I've been to Sheffield. Sheffy? To see the Steelers get battered at home. That's where, I, where I've been to oh. <laughs> Wow. Which, it is true that the Southerners have got a lot of hatred in their heart for the Northerners. Yeah. Interesting yeah. that. I'm not a Southerner. Uh, You've been to the big shopping centre in Sheffield. Medderall. I've been to Medderall. Fucking love Medderall. Man. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Unbelievable. Yes. The biggest and best equipped Eddie Rockets in all of the United Kingdom. I thought that was simply Ooh. something we had in Ireland. A little bit of home in Sheffield oh. there. So shout out to Sheffield for that. And also the industry. We all really appreciate all the steel working that you did back in the day. Much yeah. obliged for the steel. You use it for a lot of buildings and such. And now, Sam, a full Monty. Mm. You can leave your hat on, but in what is that relation to? Because... This is that could just be Protestant church, as far as I know. Mm. Like you go in, like, I leave your hat on. No one cares. They might as well don't think God is real, you know. Right. I don't. I don't want to get blue straight away, but I think the implication is you can leave your hat on, but your knob must be out. Is the, oh, <laughs> the I see. Thing. Right. So let's get into what I think this is. Right. Please. It's it's almost Calendar Girls, but. <laughs> It's, how, it's, is that, how is that a point of reference? <laughs> it's calendar blokes, right? It's it's northern lads mm. getting their kit off. I know there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a nudity component because the full Monty is like fully nude. As far as I understand, that's what that means, you know? So you're Taking expecting to see off. dicks on screen tonight? Because we've not had a lot of dicks on screen in Cinema Swirl, really. Uh, No, no, we haven't. I don't... Mm, I can't recall a penis, but maybe there Did has you see been one. Jesus's penis in the Passion of the Christ. Uh, one of the you know they put on the crown of thorns, they scourged him, then they pulled off his trousers, and they all said he had a small dick. And they pointed out. Yeah. That was the uh, Romans, uh, though, man. Uh, they were cruel. Uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> they were cruel. I think. Right. I, you know what? I've got an idea in my head of what the plot is here. Please. So it's you know working class blokes in Sheffield working. 
right? And they're working. They're working men, and they're working. They're working hard. Do they go to the working men's club? Possibly, yeah. Maybe mm. that's where they all meet up and chat about this. But mm. something happens, and I think it'll be some fucking London softy coming up being like oh. i'm afraid everything costs a thousand million pounds now and like ruins all of their lives and they're like oh well we'll never be able to keep our existence going unless we raise this amount of money and the way they do that is going, well we'll just come on lads we'll get our kiss off and the wives are like oh you'll never you'll never sell a calendar looking like that and they're like, no <laughs> Bloody no. Looking like naked. (laughs) (laughs) But they do it, and the whole city rallies around them, Mm. and they either sell those calendars or sell those tickets to that show, and the whole town is united behind male nudity and body confidence and the north, and they show those London fucking... London Southern softies that the best way to combat adversity is nudity and they win the day. Yeah. So it's basically like body positivity coupled with spice is what you think the real kind of through line of this movie is. Yeah, that's the sexiest combination, right? That's Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's good because you obviously now in modern 2023, we want to get men to talk about their feelings. Mm. Back in the 90s, we just wanted them to be nude, really. We didn't care about their feelings. That that was the close you know when you know you may not remember this but like back in the 90s you'd be watching saturday night takeaway and that and deck would be like can men at home just take a moment to take all your clothes off okay. <laughs> now, just take a moment now put yeah. them back on yeah okay yeah. it's good to do this yes that but that was back in the 90s and this is a, this back is a, the 90s. this is a category of film that i think we've not seen much of and you know what it is it's mm-hmm. a british feel-good comedy is what this is uh, Sam, we did do Bridget Jones's oh, yeah, Diary, yeah, yeah, I will yeah. have you know. I, I'm not saying we've not done them, but it's, you know, it's fi- I'm I think- the spy who loved me. I <laughs> 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 suppose with Bond, we've gone back to back British, which is rare for us. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to feel good here, you know? Feel good. And have you a laugh. an idea of a cast that you might be seeing here. Which British thespians will you be seeing the penis and genitalia, etc. of tonight? Robert Carlyle Mm. of Begbie, Trainspotting fame, and Oasis's Little by Little video fame. He... (laughs) (laughs) He'll be there. Thingy off of Game of Thrones. Not John Thompson. The other one. Mm. Mm. You know, you must be Ned Stark's bastard. You know, that... No, shit. your shit. Yeah, bow your shits. He's in it. Rise, <laughs> rise. Your shit. Um, shit. He's there, and I think other than that, I can't mm. recall names. But I feel like it's going to be a who's who of British acting and comedy talent from the mid to late, probably late nineteen nineties. Okay. So yeah. you're guessing late 1990s. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, fill you a doubt. I'm not saying it's one way or the other. Yeah. But are you reckoning this will have aged well? I've not seen this now in a few years, but I can't quite recall myself. Well, I'm wondering mm. what you thought. Like, well, uh, maybe someone will slip in a, a problematic, you know, turn of phrase. But I, I don't, I don't know. But I think it's just lads getting their todgers out, which I don't think that's could, always going to age. That well. can never age badly as long as yeah. everyone's up for it at the time, and that's 
part of it. That being said, we cannot guarantee that if you are happy to see Robert Carlyle or any of the cast genitalia in their current form, that they yes. may or may not have actually aged poorly. We are not saying one day or the other. No, but these willies are frozen in time on celluloid, mm. and so we'll be able to have a proper look at... Th- I don't think we're seeing an actual penis here. I think You don't seeing, think so? I think we're getting implied willies. I think someone might be like, they've gone to the chippy, and they've got a battered sausage, and they walk past the <laughs> rehearsal... <laughs> just in time like, bloody hell and you know and it's a bit of fun you know the, the bigger buns thing from calendar girls i'm way too familiar with calendar girls you are that's what, was, that's what you were watching instead of these other movies calendar girls mm. now hang on now before we get i know we have mailbag but i did do well there'll be some mailbags in this i think it's probably uh, if we don't see a, a, a will you be serious <laughs> now no look i've got hang on now because i've got not? an important I've got an important question. Okay. This is this this is one I've been kind of journalistic and sure. also, you know, just make sure. Sam, the titular Full Monty is not only a movie, but also a frequent appearer on calf breakfast menus and greasy ah, spoons yes. all across <laughs> the UK. Yep. Now I was wondering, is it safe to assume that this is the movie that you've eaten the most of in your time? Um, because I'm assuming you've eaten. I've eaten at least nine full Montes up and down this country. I mean, I've I've drunk some Beetlejuice, but I mean, I, I'd say <laughs> trying to think of one example of like an edible movie. Of course, if you went to London, they call a big greasy fry up. They wouldn't call it the full Monty or the Belly Buster or the the Loin Terror. They call it like Notting Hill small yeah, plates yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Bullshit. There'd be like sliders on there or something. Forget that. A full Monty breakfast is what Pete Doherty had outside that mm. calf. Is what and and he looked so happy afterwards. And that's you how know, I, I think as well. A full Monty burger is something I see on a few menus as well. You yeah, have a burger that's called the full Monty. And I would say as well, there's probably going to be a few pizzas called the full Monty as well. If they don't want to be, you know, predictable and call it the works. Well, a full Monty, yeah, similar to the works, is everything in it. But in this instance, it's you take off everything or you reveal everything. You show... Put it on the pizza and, put, and then a fried egg on top. Yeah, you put your willy on the pizza and then fried egg on top of that. That's what happens in this film, I think. So, people around you have seen this then. I'm assuming this is one that I mum and dad I remember it coming seen. out. Yeah. 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 Because this, there was a big... You know, I will say... We saw the splashback, for lack of a better term, over in Ireland, where it was like, oh, look over there in England. They're all uh, going now to see the Chippendale dancers that they were too ashamed to see a year prior. But Robert Carlyle says it's all right now, so they're going to yeah. go. I think they created a bit of a boom for the amateur stripper. And I think that was a good thing. Yeah, I wonder whether it, you know, made a cultural impact. Heck possibly yes. in terms of, you know, body positivity and all that kind of stuff. Movies are on menus in this country. I'm sw- I swear to God. Maybe you might get a Great Escape themed burger if they're stretching. But come on. But if they, if this was late nineties, it makes sense for me to have not seen this because I think if I was like, I want to go see the yeah. Rude movie with all the willies in it, I probably would have been told no. I don't think it's got willies in it, but and I probably would have come out of there feeling good and having a great time. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's rude. There's a, a implied rudeness. I'm sensing though that you're kind of excited for it. That like you think you might enjoy yourself with it because I yeah. think you might. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I'm after something with this kind of tone, you know? Light. A, I, something light. So a bit of knockabout fun, a bit of silliness. Knockabout. <laughs> it is knockabout, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Even though, historically, comedies have fared like mm. milk in the hot sun here on Cinema Swirl. Sure. Yeah. Well, look, I'm excited and I'm optimistic about the full movie. Good. Yeah, that's how I feel. Before we see those mail bags, Mm. I'm optimistic about this mail bag, which has got your mail in it. It's the mail bag. Like a, you know, where you have (laughs) testicles, you know? Welcome to the mailbag. Or should we should I say the scrotum? <laughs> right. Hey, hey. Come on now. Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you for all of your mail. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or other bits and bobs, please send them on in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. I understand maybe some of you might just want to send implied mail. That's absolutely yeah, fine as yeah, well. Yeah. First correspondence here comes in from Nicole, who writes the following. Hi, guys. My partner John and I have been listening to your podcasts. Uh, I think that's <gasps> including you. Um, and, was that and with your a Z work. or an S? <laughs> it's, it's, it was an S in brackets. So I wasn't sure how to uh, pronounce that out loud. Podcasts. Like that. That's how you do it. For over six years. He even requested whoa, the famous whoa. Eric Bischoff episode on how to wrestling way back when. Oh! We love your stuff and we're both big fans. Thank you. Next question. Moving on. <laughs> we are also fans of the French director Luc Besson and would like to recommend his work for a swirl swill combo. Nicole writes, my favourite film since university is La Femme Nikita. John loves oh, yeah. Fifth Element. I've seen Fifth Element, Lilu oh. Dallas Multipass. We both love Leon. And Subway, I've not seen either of those. And we think Valerian has a lot of swill potential. Oh, Um, man, yeah. The problem there is that Leon Mm. is one of those movies that's got quite the question mark by it, uh, as does some of the other works of that director, let's just say. Oh, interesting. Okay. So all I'll say is... I need to type in the director's <laughs> name and the word controversy a okay. few more times before I commit to anything. Um, Nicole also writes, I also want to throw my support behind the idea of a Bend It Like Beckham episode. That was another one of our best of British possibilities yeah. that we may well come back to, I think, and we probably should. Joe has been so adamant about it. I think yeah. she has gaslit my immediate circle into telling me that it is, like, one of the biggest movies that's ever come out in the United Kingdom. It was a big deal. Ben was it? Beckham, yeah, yeah, Ben Light Beckham was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, you know, we, we talk about footy all the time, so I feel it's a good fit, isn't it? Yeah. One more point from uh, Nicole and John here. We are from Washington, D.C., and we are curious as to whether either of you have visited the area and what your impressions are of the city. We have noticed people have a lot of opinions about our nation's capital thanks for your content nicole and john thank you nicole and john i've never been always wanted to go yeah always wanted to go it's the capital but i kind of feel like every year that i've wanted to go Mm. they've put up more and more like barricades and high walls around everything and i feel like it's maybe not tourist time in washington dc i'll tell you Mm. what i'm super super jealous always joe went to washington dc with her uncle and her family in like it was like 1999 or 2000. Like, yeah. And that's, that's, I don't want to say peak Washington, <laughs> no, but, but that's like peak Washington, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. West Wing, come on, man. Mm. <laughs> no direct opinions from me, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I would like to go. 
you would know. love to go. Yeah. I would love to go. In spite of everything, I would love to go. So thank you, Nicole and John. I think we're going to yeah. look into Luc Besson. Just do some, some quick Googling. Just do do our sure. safeguarding, you yeah. know. And uh... and Bend It Like Beckham, probably on the horizon, I think. But if Bend It Like Beckham has appeal all the way to Washington, yeah. D.C., with the man in the White House? I well, mean, I go. feel like that's that right there is... I was worried we might have another uh, Christmas story slash Great Escape divide on our hands. <laughs> Because I noticed not as many of you watched A Christmas Story compared to Great Escape. Uh, yeah. It's almost like the people from the UK sat that one out. Well, I think that is a, literally what happened. That is literally what happened. It's almost like I predicted that it was going to yeah. happen. So, thank you, Nicole and John. Next question comes in from Martin, who writes the following. Dear Kevin. Oh, just a oh. to Kevin. Dear Kevin, are there any classic films that you'd love to introduce Sam to, but which wouldn't fit the format of a cinema swell review? For example, celebrated films about a very serious subject matter, or classic comedies which are so funny that there's not much to say about them. Keep up the great work, Martin. Simple question, Martin. Good question. I mean, yeah, there definitely is. Because yeah. I, I like realised in the very early run of this podcast, brackets, why did you do Big Lebowski and Commando for like in your first 10 episodes? <laughs> it's because at the start, it was very much these are the movies that are important brackets I like them lots and want Sam to yeah, see yeah, them because yeah. he showed me things and I want to show him things yeah so da, I've da, tried da, to move da, away da. <laughs> I've tried to move away from that and tried to go more into like generally the bigger world of movies and you know stuff that it falls into those different categories of either being critically huge or you yeah. know, won a lot of awards or made a lot of money or had mm-hmm. a, such a significant cult following that kind of superseded its initial release but I find my Myself, like some of my absolute favorite movies like i think like say glenn gary glenn ross fucking adore that movie yeah love it to bits i'd struggle to justify it being on cinema swirl other than i really like this movie you know well, i've and seen it so i've that. seen it yeah, as well yeah, yeah. i mean i think because you went on about it and i watched it did i this oh, might have been before you before yeah. Cinema Swell, I heard you talk about it. There's a, there's a couple of things like, you know, some other Scorsese movies, maybe like mm-hmm. Casino, which I feel might just be kind of a little bit redundant after having done Goodfellas. Okay, yeah, yeah. But in regards to the kind of serious subject matter, I mean, nothing has really ever scared me away subject matter-wise, but there are some movies that I feel like would just be awkward to do, like American Beauty with Kevin Spacey. It's a very iconic movie of the time and was considered to be extremely important important yeah that is like that baby absolutely went out with the bathwater. is all i'll say you know yeah and i feel i'm less likely to jump into movies that are themselves not controversial but are dominated by controversial figures sure as opposed to you know i mean like we still haven't done like a lethal weapon i've been kind of avoiding mel gibson like a plague and i feel like maybe that is just my hesitation but he's been cancelled for so long now we can you know (laughs) It's about time, get, you know. We'll, it's about time we could just make fun of them for being shit as well. Yeah, right? yeah. I think there's there's some sport in that. But yeah, there's definitely stuff that I've like shied away from because I think it would be just self-indulgent. And I think I don't want the podcast just to be about my movies that I love because I don't want to just be yammering on about movies I love. I would like to see uh, some of the movies that Sam loves that maybe incidentally I love as well sometimes. Well, I mean, yeah, we can do more uh, reverse swells or, or we can find... So- that. Look, this brings back we, in uh, the mm. idea of this third... <laughs> A third, third way. way. <laughs> the Liberal Democrats of the Cinema Swirl franchise. There has to be a third way of just watching films that we want to watch 
that don't fit. So, you know, that this is another tick in that list of pros, maybe. Look, I won't be showing him any more David Lynch anytime soon, is all I'm saying. <laughs> we have to leave that field fallow for a few yes, years. Yes, yes. So thank you, Martin, for your question. Yes, thank you, Martin. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for continuing to send in questions, queries, comments, other bits and bobs to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Hey, Sam, are mm. you excited to watch the movie? Yes, I am. I'd like to. Da, 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 da. I just want to keep singing that. I don't know if there's any other music in it, but that it's got to just be that. I, I don't know again. if it's there or not, but I'm pretty sure they're. Yeah. So I feel that we've prepped the ground. Yeah. Make sure that you leave your hat on and let's go do a cinema swirl. which we're leaving on Sam initial gut reaction to the full complete Monty that film was a belter yeah it was great loved that I have to say in direct defiance of the Jonesian edict neither of us are wearing hats nor did we have them on to begin with so with which we could leave them no, our knobs have been out the whole time. <laughs> I know, crazy. Fun fact, literally thinking about this, yeah. genuinely, it's been years since I've even had a hat on my head. Wow, it's been years. Ye- it's been years, years. Like, the last time I wore a hat on my head, I think you and I were both living in Lincoln. Like, you right. know, that, that's how far back yeah, yeah. we're going now, like. Wow. Well, that puts, you know, I mean, we should probably do some Patreon bonus content where Kevin puts... <laughs> puts a hat on oh no 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 <laughs> if you want to see me wearing hats you gotta yeah. put a ring on it only one okay. person gets to see my head hat head head headed hat hatted head yeah that's either my wife yep. or my as yet to be appointed milliner of which Ooh. i've not reviewed any of the applicants okay so it's a kind of who wants to be a milliner situation when you're reviewing all of these <laughs> No, it's actually more of a slumdog milliner situation where the hats that I have worn all give distinct clues to sure. the quiz that I will give you if you wish to be my hat maker. Yes, all of that to say, I love this. Ah, oh, what a what a boost this was! It, it really, really brightened up my day. Yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Why is it because you were surrounded by British blokes? surrounded by british visuals very much uh, it is the product of the late 90s without any of that richard curtis stank on it so yeah is, 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 is that what it is i think so kevin it was a feel-good good time and it was british <laughs> so i'm happy <laughs>
Would you say in 2023 for you, it has been the feel-good hit of the summer because it is mid-July right about now? Yes, this has been my feel-good hit of the summer so far in terms of Cinema Swirl, at least, you know, and films I've watched in general. I haven't watched anything this summer that has made me feel as good as this did. Sorry, Bond. Just didn't make him feel quite that good after all. I can't believe Quantum of Solace didn't do it (laughs) before Monty did. What's that all about? I felt a quantum of good, but not like fully good. And this was the full good because that's it's the full Monty. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Sam, we were immediately hit over the head with Sheffield, a city on the grow. Were you happy to be in Sheffield for this movie? Have you been to Sheffield much? Do you like Sheffield? What's a Sheffield? It's in Yorkshire. Have you got enough cities, Yorkshire? Jesus Christ. Kevin, genuinely, and a little peek behind the curtain, we did some scheduling changes. So the pre-swell wasn't like yesterday or just before. Mm. It was like last week. So in between pre-swell... Sam went to Sheffield. I did. I did. Really? Yes. I went to go... Yeah. I saw... Pulp at Sheffield Arena. So I was in Sheffield in between our pre-swell and our post-swell. I've been to Sheffield. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm telling you now, if you've got receipts for your fuel, save them. Because that officially is a work trip now. Yes. That is yeah, yeah. literally why it is. It's never before has that happened. I tried to go to Middle Earth once in between The Hobbit, <laughs> but it didn't. Couldn't go to New Zealand in such a short turnaround. But Sheffield, yeah. very much doable. So... What was your Sheffield experience like? I drove pretty much directly to an arena. Nice. Went went into the arena, had a nice big pint of steel. Nice. You know what? The pints at Sheffield Arena were surprisingly reasonably priced because I, knocking about with, you know, blur, have been drinking London pints, seeing that. Nine pounds probably, are they? But Sheffield Arena, five pound pint at an arena is pretty good these days. So, yeah. And I don't want to be getting into any sort of divisive chat here now, because obviously we had the north-south divide yeah. in the pre-swirl. Very obvious there. There's the obvious English-Irish divide that will sure. no doubt come out throughout this when I say anything that you might not like about Sheffield, and I can go, well, I'm from Ireland, so I'm allowed to. Yeah, it's yeah. actually, I'm allowed to. But I'm just going to say it right now. As far as I'm concerned, steel's a top-class metal. Just going to say it. I think it is. Good metal. One of the best ones. Good metal, you know. By rights, Kevin, as a Nottingham Panthers fan, I should hate Sheffield because of the Sheffield Steelers. But you know what? This has won me around to Sheffield, and I think it's all right, so. Do they, like, psych up the team by saying that the only thing that can slit a Panther's throat is Sheffield stainless steel? Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know... Game of Thrones White Walkers thing. You know, we can only be killed by Sheffield Steel. It has to be Sheffield Steel. And they wanted to use those steel hockey sticks on the ice, but it kept (laughs) cracking the ice, and they are like, you can't use it anymore. You're literally shaving the ice every time you take a swing at that puck, which, again, you're not allowed to have a stainless steel puck. I will say, right, I like this a lot. It reminded me very much of the Springfield as a town on the grow. Yeah, yeah. That is what we got here, the classic 60s, 70s, you know a little bit of hype up for Sheffield I will say though stainless steel cutlery not what I'm done with them (laughs) no (laughs) 
<laughs> Eating food so rich that it can stain that steel. Is that the point you're making there? What I'm saying, Sam, is, is that if I was eating with my hands, a mess would be made. I'm eating with yeah. the cutlery. They ain't stainless. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you know? fair enough. Yeah, all yeah. Yoke and gubbins on it, you know. Sheffield has numerous nightclubs and discotheques, including one called Scamps, by the looks of things, that does. That is, <laughs> that is real. I thought that's what you get on top of your chips. No? <laughs> No, it's well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're like little scamps that you get. Yeah, <laughs> little scamps. You could look. You could call crunchy bits that are sold in excess of chippies in this country literally anything, and someone from some town will be like, "Oh yeah, no, we call them goblins here in Eccles, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get your chips with curry sauce and goblins on top. Yeah, we have them all the time. Well, you remember the nightclub we used to go to in Lincoln? Just crunchy bits, wasn't it? And we we'd go yeah, there and we'd yeah, they play Lip biscuit and it, you know, it was it was classic. Sheffield is really a city on the move, and then cut mm. to. 25 years later, it's all, it's all it's all gone to shit. Well, Sam, it couldn't all be homes of the future and top soccer teams. When's the last time you saw Ch- Sheffield United make the Champions League finals? Yes. Not recently, <laughs> as far as I know. Not recently, you know. Keep, keep it to hockey, lads. You know, that's where yeah, it clearly yeah. is the, the real skill there. Uh, are you getting enough steel in your diet, do you think? Uh, well, as I say, I had a few pints at the weekend, but honestly, I'm going light on the steel these days. I've read some studies and, you know, a little bit as a treat is fine, but the amount of steel I was getting through, I, I did need to cut down. I always imagine steel is like uh, iodine, which is most people don't get it. And if you have too much of it, it's almost as bad as having too little of it. So make sure yeah. you check, check your steel levels, folks. Check your steel. You know, any, anyone in a quick fit will do it for you, really, you know. I am still kind of somewhat aghast that both Sheffield and Leeds are in Yorkshire because, yeah. like, surely there has to be some sort of a battle for Yorkshire take place what like if someone goes yorkshire's favorite city and everyone now listening at home who's english is probably like it's yeah and they've got an opinion but i don't know what the popular one is i'm not sure if i prefer one or the other they're both fine cities i and i realize we have english people as well to be fair like i realize we have listeners from the region i like all of the cities in yorkshire i think they're all equally as good as each other yeah i know obviously we think that but ye who actually live in sheffield oh, and, yeah. and leeds do you probably think you're better than each other do you or is there kind of like a subdom relationship between leeds and <laughs> sheffield you know i'm just assuming with the heavy metal and all that that maybe sheffield is kind of flexing i'm not saying it's better but i'm saying that i would assume it's prone to the flex more than humble owl leeds it's so close to being named after a type of onion like it's clearly uh, humble by nature right yeah the Humble leak, humble leads. Leads, yes. Other parts of London are technically in Yorkshire as well. Yeah, I think, if, look, if you go by the book, the whole of the UK is technically, you know, part of Yorkshire. It's all, it's all, it's all Yorkshire in the end. I knew if we got into the weeds of it, I could yeah. discover a new level of geographical ignorance here <laughs> in the UK. And I think we've just went through to the other side, folks. Everything's Yorkshire. Everything is Yorkshire. But 25 years later, Sam, it's mm. sad to see that wokeness has ravaged Sheffield. Sorry, yeah. no, that's the series. I got the series and the movie mixed up again. That's oh, no. 50 years later, that is. So this is just right. 25 years later. We'll get it. Look, we'll get into that series at the end. No, we won't. I- <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we won't. Because everyone listening, like a week from now, is like, that's been a right. That's that never existed. No, mm. never existed. But we've got our core two lads here. We've got Robert Carlyle and we've got Robert Baratheon. <laughs> Those are our two, two <laughs> or two robos here. Gaz and Dave, I think, are our guys here, and they're nicking. No, no, no. It's it's Daz and Gave. I'm pretty sure. Daz, yeah. So Daz gave Dave a girder <laughs> that he'd stolen. <laughs> From the steel mill. They've brought Gaz's son, little Nath, along with them. And he already, I, I was laughing at this, he's getting big laughs from me because they're trying to transport a girder across like a, a body of water. <laughs> and the little boy says, can't we do normal things sometimes? And that really like made me laugh, the kind of tragedy of that this kid's day-to-day life is you know well that made me wonder like, is that transport. an english thing like were you ever taking steel stealing like was that a part of your childhood growing up or is it just old bits of forest that you would go forage for in nottingham so in nottingham we'd go and you know steal lace from different places we'd go <laughs> like tablecloths and stuff we'd go about nicking those but that, you know different industry so it's fine no i i think they were probably one misstep away from murder with a girder here because well, it got yeah. quite, quite hairy i'm not gonna lie quite hairy here as well and i'll tell you what really really threw me completely knocked me for six didn't see this coming at all mm. old muggins here had subtitles on because he wanted to keep track of all the regional vocal ticks etc sure. were there going to be tea apostrophes in this from disney plus no there was not and not only do we not get t apostrophes right a up is said a lot in this movie and in yeah. this general region it's the one consistent thing from lincoln up to manchester the in-betweeny bits i've noticed is people saying a up a up but i always thought that was a up a y u p a up and all the times they said a up in this movie the subtitles on Disney Plus said eh up. Eh up. E-H up. Yeah. Eh up. Eh up. I think it's A-Y. A-Y yeah. up. I mean, so I, when I messaged Kevin a lot of the time, my uh, my first message yeah. is A up. And then A up. Some stuff. It's A-Y up. A, a up me chuck. A up me little duck. A yeah. up me chicken duck. These are things <laughs> I hear regularly. Okay. Yeah. And I just think that Disney... <laughs> You remade this. No one mm. wanted you to. And no. the disrespect. I, you know what it probably is, though? In Leeds, they may say A up. And over in Sheffield, they probably say A up. And that is maybe where the difficulty has arisen. Maybe. I mean, it, the, I had the subtitles on as well. And it definitely felt like a case of translated for Americans. You know, because if they saw yeah. A up, A Y up, they'd be like, oh, it's I up or something. You know, they they do it wrong. <laughs> and also, asses. The word asses later on is written asses, and that Whoa! they are they are different fucking words. They have a different meaning, and I don't like it. They have exactly the same meaning, but they have a different meaning. Yes. Um, so the subtitles were bullshit, but there was some great physical comedy here if it was not murder with a girder it was calamity with a girder because they're balancing on a car in the water and fall you know it's a laugh it feels like one of those like videos they'd show you in primary school to scare you off doing certain (laughs) things like like you know in Ireland you'd be like never ever no matter what go on a farm or go near any body of water you'll die you'll at you will die and I feel like you know traipsing through Sheffield with a girder you know Mm. there but the grace of God would go many of us because it seems like a very attractive proposition yeah at any point it feels like this could pause and it would go so what have Gaz and Dave done wrong here and then yeah. you'd have you'd go into breakout groups and talk about the issues. They're not that have doing arisen. normal things, miss. That's, that's <laughs> <what's> <laughs> now. 
I realize I'm asking the least qualified person in the world about okay. regional idiosyncrasies, i.e. Mm. another person from England. Yes. But what does the phrase don't get a Benny on mean? Because it sounds I, bad. I don't know, but I wonder if it's kind of like, you know, get a cob on is a thing. <laughs> or... That- are you telling me to make a sandwich? What's that like? <laughs> get, get, let's get a cup on. Come on. And I wonder if it's like Mardi. You know Mardi, right? I know Mardi. Through you know this Mardi. podcast, I know Mardi. Get a Benny on. Let's have a little look. Slang term for fits of uncontrolled temper. To throw a okay. Benny. Throw a Benny. Yeah. Oh, I bet there's some soccer player from Sheffield All-Stars who's probably notorious for his bad temper, and that's where it's from. It's one of those things where I don't want to delve too deeply into the origin of that, because it's it's probably problematic. <laughs> no, nothing good is going to come of that, is it? It's only down, downside on that. There's no so upside. <laughs> So our lads here, they go past a Chippendales show, a strip show. Now, there's a lot of, like, you know, your homophobia here. You, you know, yes. You know, Ev- you know. Everything that is bad in this movie is addressed by the main characters as being something, and I quote, that a puff or puffter would yes. do. And shame on you for taking genuinely fun words that have other meanings mm. and then tainting them with your dirty rotten small-mindedness how dare you i like puffy things like pillows and fluffy togs and yes yeah yeah there are a lot of corn maize snacks i've eaten over the years that have been generously described as puffs and Mm. how dare anyone take that out of context and put hate in its voice yes so look we're not we're not happy with that language and it's oh it's throughout but you know what we didn't get a oh this was a product of the time warning on disney plus i don't know if you were watching it elsewhere but we we didn't know i was like oh it was the mid to late 90s tony blair hadn't taught them manners yes well there's there's two things like there's some homophobic language here and also mm-hmm. a surprising amount of gary glitter music is played yeah this, like oh yeah there was a what, time what was, where, like, that was fine i think that the the people at his record label knew something was up so they started doing cut rate deals kind of a bit of a fire mm. sale before they knew that the place was burning take down it, you know take it yeah, take, yeah it's fine nothing really? wrong with this seriously welcome back <laughs> Let's go do a cinema swirl. Excuse me, sir. You've been uh, consorting with pedophiles tonight on your lighthearted film podcast. No, it was was just Shima. So the lads are a bit offended that this show is women only at the working men's club. You are women only? That's gay, that is. (laughs) So they... So they they break in via the toilets. They send the little boy in, who, because he's a Yorkshire lad, immediately necks a leftover pint, which I loved. I love that he goes in like that. Let, let yeah. me tell you, them dual wielding their homophobia with their insistence that the Chippendale dancers have no willies and also yeah. they are gay. Uh, uh, they're very scattershot. Something will stick, right? The boy will grow up to hate Chippendales. That's all yes. I know is his father. That's all I need him to believe. He'll hate Chippendales, he'll love Gary Glitter, and he'll neck pints, and that's, that's what we want. So... Dave, Robert Baratheon, his wife is in the loo talking about her husband. They go into the men's loo, some of the ladies, because there's no men there. So you can just go straight. You know, it, it makes sense to beat the queue. 
I would have figured that the backup Chippendales would be using that as kind of a green room, like, you know, just <laughs> hanging around the urinals, etc. Uh, Jean, Dave's wife, is saying, you know, my, my husband's given up a bit. I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm on his job, on me, you know, on everything. And Gaz hears this, but doesn't tell Dave. How old are they meant to be? I reckon they're sort of like, well, it's high, 30s? That's the problem. See, we're at the age now where if you asked us five or ten years ago, we would have went, oh, 30s, yeah. But now that we're in our 30s, we'll be like, 40s, I'd say, maybe 50s. I'm concerned older than me, age. right? Definitely <laughs> older than me. <laughs> no, I think they're like mid thirties. I think is the thing here. I didn't know it was an option to give up already. No, well, fucking hell, that's not so bad, is it? That's yeah. well for some. Yeah, well, look, you can give up anytime you want. There you go. Really? That's my my yeah my gift to you. Just to let you know, if you want to give up, yeah. you can just give up. Ignore John Cena. Don't give up on the rest of this episode because no. the best is yet to come. Unlike Dave's life where he did peak. He did peak when he was doing the arc welding. And then that went away. It's not coming back. And, yes. Um, I will say, having watched two episodes of the new series... Doesn't work out so well for Dave. Oh, I'll say. don't. You know what? Don't tell me about the new series. because I I uh, There's reasons why I don't want to know about the new series, but we'll get into e, them later. But He went on a board hunt outside no. of Sheffield. And let's just say <laughs> that didn't end well those closest to him actually were plotting his downfall <laughs> in a very complex, intricate way. Even going back here. Even going yeah, back here. All the way back. I, I tell you what I love, Sam. I love the, the fast-paced, sassy back between all the townsfolk here in Sheffield. Yeah. You're waiting for me, love. Yeah, to go home. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No Classic swearing banter. needed. No swearing no. needed. No. Put them down, though. Put them down. Kevin, you know what? Not a phone in sight, you know? And that's... <laughs> Yeah, if you got catcalled by Robert Carlyle on the street now, you probably have an app to sort it out for you, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. This, this, look, nowadays, this would all be Instagram comments. But... You're walking by going, hey, up, love, you all right? And you tap into your phone and, like, train spotting too was, at best, self-indulgent. <laughs> you fucking what? You fucking... <laughs> it's actually all right, I thought. I thought it was yeah, right. I thought it was all right. Yeah. It's all right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Robert Carlyle, Gaz here, he's a shit dad. That's a big theme. Well, it, Come ostensibly. Come on, Sam. Give over. Well, no. Why? Like, what does that mean? Gi- what, give over? Give over. Give over. Oh, give over. You, you, you just don't know just what it, say it to oh, me. give over. I don't know what it means. Give over. Come on, give over. I just, shut, shut up. You know, oh, shut up. A, okay. Sort of. I, I, it's like how the Inuit have all these different words for snow. And then... In Yorkshire, would have got a hundred words for saying out about shutting up. I think give over is sort of interchangeable with fuck off, but it's softer. I think it's That's like nice. a yeah, oh, give, give over. over could be like a feck off, like you don't want the full yeah. swearing yeah. at you. It's kind of lighthearted, is it? Yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think it is. And look, the, the reason why I'm saying that Gaz is a bad dad is because the other dads take their kids to proper footy games, not the. <sighs> Sunday league down the park. They take him to, you know, United versus City. Ah, Nick, come on, give over. You like seeing the lads from the TA having a <laughs> kickabout on Sundays? Come on. Just as good as your Manchester Uniteds and whatnot. Oh, dear. So that's a recurring theme and very interesting. He also, as well, in an attempt to bond with his son over the beautiful game, said, Ooh, ah, Cantona. 
And I quote, where's a girly bra? Uh, well, you, sir, are a, a loser with a cold, dirty house and no amount of Cantona slander will get you out of that corner. It's Ua Cantona has to wear a girly bra. He has, he has to. to. He needs to. Because of yeah. his heaving breasts, is yes. that it? Yeah, Ua, indeed, uh, Cantona. You know what? The last person who said that to Eric Cantona got a savat kick to the head. <laughs> They died in hospital, and then everyone's yeah. So bear that in mind, Robert Carlyle. Meanwhile, down at the job centre, round up the boys. Call in Peter Schmeichel. You know all the. (laughs) (laughs) So. Down at the job centre or job club, the, the the boys are talking about how men are obsolete, like skateboards. Oh, have I got news for you coming into the noughties, yeah. lads? Skateboards are back. Men, though, ye- Not so much. Dust bit of history, I'm afraid. You know, obsolete. They're doing the maths on that gay Chippendale show that they walked past. And they're figuring out that, wait a minute, they probably made 10 grand on this or thereabouts. And so immediately, once they hear that figure, they're all excited and they're putting together a scheme. It's quite quick into like, let's put on a strip it is yeah. Quick into big plot territory, big schemes, plans being hatched, etc. I did like it was very much reflective of the Blair years, the changing goalposts of success, because at the start, they're like, 10 grand, lads. You know, 10 grand, what we could do. Literally, one of the last things they say to each other in this movie is, no one's going to be laughing at you when you've got a thousand pounds in your pocket. Like, they went by a factor of 10 and were still happy. Like, <laughs> Look, y- you know, they're happy with that. But 10 grand's aspirational. You don't know whether they take this on tour. That's the thing. Ah, that's true. They get a slice out of all the stuff that's happened in the workmen men's clubs all around the country since then. Yeah, Which is not documented in the new series on Disney+. Plus. I thought the idea of there being a special club for the jobless was... That sounded fun. A a job club? Well, there was a, a camaraderie there. They were all together reading the paper... If it wasn't for that fucking narc, Gerald, it would have been grand. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the job centre experience in the UK and in Ireland is very much like a eyes to the floor, keep you away from other people, and you're you're in and out. Like, they don't want you all consorting and, you know, coming up with plans together. But job club, it works, doesn't it? You may laugh at John Major, but job club, these men set up industry in yeah. Sheffield after the crash. That's not bad. For a job club. If anything, the government deserves a slice of whatever happens here because they, at job club, they actually created job opportunities and that's true. became self-employed. Well, that's, that's why the government subsidised it. If you don't, don't yeah. you know if you remember in the in the early noughties, but mm. uh, Ed Balls had the dicks out to help out movement <laughs> where you got £20 towards your local Chippendale knockoff show. And that yeah. wasn't a lot of money by today's standards, but back in those days, yeah, you'd, be, you'd see a lot of willies for that yeah and to be fair to ed he got involved we all remember that so <laughs> he did yeah yeah he did he put his money where his mouth is so the reason why gaz is all up for this becomes clear when we go to um, barry the stepdad's house 
who oh, imagine that, Sam. If your wife is left you and she's went mm. for someone who whose name rhymes with yours, yeah, like a, a, a Gary, Gary against Barry. a Barry. That's like, yeah. oh man, that's head games right there. And Barry gives off proper stepdad look and energy. There's something about him that is like proper film stepdad. That guy. You know. Do you get the sense with Barry that he was mm. cast not for his acting ability, but from a big pile of headshots of Do yeah. you look like a stepdad? Yeah. And someone, oh look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> this <fucker. Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Imagine him having having to take you to the park on a Saturday. Fuck no. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a lovely big house. And Gaz is not going to get the custody that he wants unless he keeps up the payments that he needs to make. And so that's that's the key motivation here. He wants to see his son and have a father-son bond. And can anyone argue with that at the end of the day? No one can. No. no one can. And you know what I have to say as well? At this point, there were several opportunities in this movie where there were situations presented where a mm. character could have, with reason, said, all right, leave your hat on. And... <laughs> They didn't take that. You know, they, they they decided, no, we'll save it for Tom at the end. Yeah. It'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Now, Kevin, this next scene here, the lads are heading up a hill. I think they're running. Who runs in a jumper? What's that? I know, I know. Uh, What's that? Uh, and Dave, Robert Baratheon, fixes a bloke's car he you know he's a he's a working man he knows how to fix things so he fixes some bloke's car he's trying to make conversation and this lad I'll tell you what he's giving nothing back until dave realizes after he's walked off that there's you know uh tubes hooked up to the, the guy's trying to kill himself in the car he is what's turned his yeah. car into a suicide machine yes and uh, dave actually <laughs> fixed it to make yeah it increased work. the efficiency of the <laughs> yeah the death rate on that thing is fucking second to none now you be careful he realizes what's happening clocks it gets him out of the car the guy's like oh you bastard and then dave chucks him <laughs> back in and closes the door which is a surprisingly funny suicide goof, I thought. I thought, you know, if you're going to do one, that was a bit of a laugh to me. Is that all right in this day and age? I don't know, but I laughed. I don't know. Well, Sam, actually, I'll have you know that in the new series, the woke <laughs> Disney Plus series, The Full Monty Returns. Yeah. I'm calling it The Full Monty Returns. That is not its title. But in The yeah. Full Monty Returns, uh, no one commits suicide because of political correctness. Yeah. You're not you're not allowed anymore, are you? This city was built on suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch this bloke's name? See, they called him something, but I yeah. thought it was like a derogatory, like 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 the Sheffield version of an Egypt. They called him right. like a tugger or something. I'm like, oh, lumper, right, lumper, lumper. That lumper. sounded like such a you fucking lumper. But that is his actual name. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And once they've got him out of his car and his suicide attempt, they're lying on the hill, and there's a bit of gallows humour. They're being flippant about it. They're being like, oh, you can jump off a bloody bridge, mate. And he's like, well, I'm scared of ice. Oh, you can get one of your mates to run you over in the car. And oh, like, I, I don't have any mates, you know, and they, et cetera. But I genuinely got a little bit emotional when they said, hey, we just saved your life, so don't tell us we're not your mates. And he starts smiling, and he's happy that he's got mates. And it genuinely, 
fucking got me. It was it was it was very sweet. This movie, it seems like it's going into very normal turf a lot of the time, but mm. when you actually come to the end of the movie and you realize there's not that many films that are about male bonding, male no. friendship, or you know, self-image or body positive, whatever it is. And it is very impressive that this movie does manage to hit on themes that weren't really looked at much in movies before, and dare I say, not a whole lot since. Mm. And it does it. It does it with a deft hand. I will I say. Th- I really think it does. I think it. You know, for the time, it's handling a lot of this stuff very well. There is a nice beating heart in here that yes. is unfortunately covered in the plaque and crust of the time. But sure. you know, if you can look past that, there is some some genuinely sweet moments in there. My only worry is that a lot of folks with whom these moments would resonate with most were mm. probably checked out after the first five minutes when they were calling everything gay. Yeah, sure. But I, I think ultimately that crusty heart is in the right place, is the thing you've got to remember here. So it's time for <laughs> it's time for a bit of practice. And uh, as ever, they're bringing the kid along to all this fucking shit stuff that they're doing. Part of growing up though, Sam, isn't it? Watching your dad strip, isn't it? You know? Yeah, 100%. Now, do you remember the pact that you and I had made in a recent previous episode? Was it about imagining each other's dads? It was. If yeah. there was any situations we found ourselves in where imagining our dads might be uncomfortable, mm. we gave each other permission to imagine each other's dad. You can have my dad and I'll have yours, yeah. So, Ian's been through the ring this time is all i'm saying (laughs) you know i didn't think i'd be imagining what i did about him but i was but that being said i'm glad i wasn't thinking about my dad so this has actually worked out pretty well yeah sure how did my dad get on how was how did brendan fare i mean he obviously thought about it yeah yeah unless there's something wrong with my dad is there no 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 no. yeah he did a great job don't be a prick think of my dad stripping he did a great job and to Good. give him credit, he got properly stuck in, is what I would say. And I, I think and you know what as well, Sam? Yeah. Because mm. my dad is bald, yes. I think when the hat comes off, that's an extra, oh, oh. you know, there's a, oh, you <laughs> it's know. It's an extra layer of nudity. <laughs> there is. If I just had come to the exception realization that I'll never be able to be as nude as my dad is. No. Because he's got that leg up on me, missing yeah. a bit of hair up top. <laughs> It's true that you always get crushed by the expectations of your parents, don't you? Eventually, wouldn't by hook or by crook, you won't fill daddy's big shoes. I'll never be able to be as nude as my dad is a very, (laughs) 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 you know what though? I'm going to say it. I could be as nude as your dad. So fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So it's the first practice here and they're sorting through the records and they come to these are hot chocolate. I believe in miracles. And I, I sing that every time I have hot chocolate because I fucking love hot chocolate. <laughs> it is miraculous. Yeah. It is miraculous. This, I mean, the, the sort of physical comedy in this is very fucking good because yes. when Gaz is taking his jacket off and swinging it around and coins are going everywhere. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that made me laugh so much every time. Fucking every brilliant, time. yeah. And when he's like taking the top off, because he's actually, he's good in spite of his shitty... if you know what I mean like he keeps doing stuff wrong but he has got the bones of a good stripper in him and it's when he lights himself on fire with his cigarette that's again it's another lovely little (laughs) touch like where he's he's too in the moment to realise what's going on around him you know yeah and I I was watching this with Sophie and we both agreed that Robert Carlyle is a good looking lad oh yeah oh he's in top neck here yeah Uh, he's done this before Sam he has yeah 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 
It's not his first rodeo. Not despite all. what it's. And I don't know what it was, mm. but I just happened to find that this routine was a lot more tasteful than when he did it in Train Spot, and it was a little bit intimidating. <laughs> it wasn't really the right atmosphere for like no. a better term that you'd want. No, uh, more charming here, but little Nath, he's run away. He's embarrassed. It's part of growing up, Nath. Come on, watch yeah. your dad strip. And again, funny dad things here because he's trying to like reassure his son, like, you know, I want to keep seeing you. This is why I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for a laugh. And then he says to his son, I like you, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I like you. <laughs> he does eventually say like, I love you. But his first thing is like, I like you. That's a funny thing to say to your son. I like you. Wonderful. My dad is the type of dad who'd say, I love you. Like, that was yeah. never an issue. But I don't know if my dad has ever been like, I like you. <laughs> it's quite a weird thing. Yeah. I suppose that you don't get unconditional like, do you? You get unconditional love. But No, there is yeah. nothing more conditional on this than planet than someone liking you. You can unconditionally love the fuck out of loads of stuff and people, but like... That changes mm. with the winds. Come on. So maybe that's like a bigger deal than I've made it out to be. For him saying, I like you, is that means a lot, you know? Because of course he loves him, but he also likes him. And that's why I'm happy to say here on the podcast, Sam, that I like you. I do. Kevin, I like you too. Oh. Yeah. That's good. You know, we might as well end now. It's not going to get better than that, <laughs> is it? So uh, what do you think of the movie? Is it all right, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You can keep your hat on. To learn about dance, they've come to a dance club, a dance ah, class. It's that narc Gerald. He dances. Ah, oh my God. Ah, ah, he's dancing. They're taking the piss out of him, calling him Torville, which is funny. Now, Gerald, Gerald here, the narc, he was their former, former foreman, but he's now not a foreman because he got fired from being a foreman even the top brass uh, sorry i realized top brass top steel. steelworks <laughs> might be quite confusing yeah but even the top steel got got thrown out on the yeah, scrap yeah. heap of history mm. and it's a real scrap heap challenge here to kind of work together a way to <laughs> make some money gerald he's got a lifestyle to keep up. He's been lying to his wife that he's got a job. She's booking fucking skiing holidays. Fucking what? skiing. So he'll probably be on board with this too as well, speculating here. But in the first instance, he's having none of it. He's like, lads, I've got a job interview. I'm actually going to get a job. I'm, I don't need you. I'm Go a away. respectable member of society. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, Sam. Low key, as I'm getting older, mm. I'm thinking about different adrenaline rushes and thrill rides, etc. Sure. I'm not going to lie to you. Not having a job for six months and kind of trying to keep that sham alive and convince everyone around you that you're somehow still getting on. Kind like of exciting. Patrick the Starfish did it. Gerald did it here. I mean, that's pretty am exciting, Seaman. You know, what a low-key rush it must be. What yeah. does he do all day? He just reads the paper, does he? Well, he goes down job club and he goes dancing. Yeah, he just tries to maintain that lifestyle. But it, it's hard. And the lads... And I think this is perhaps the worst thing they do. They follow oh. him down to his interview and they dick around with the gnomes from his garden in the window in the background of the interview and ruin it for him. Like, you're already yeah. blackmailing him because they yeah. immediately clock that he hasn't got a job and the wife doesn't know. 
So like, mm. right, you you have the blackmail element there. You don't need to destroy his prospects as well. No. Like you already have him. So they basically reduce him to rock bottom and then yeah. he's their mate, which, well, okay, what I said earlier about male bonding and all that, if you have to break someone down and threaten to destroy their life to get him to hang out with you and dance yeah. with you, probably not a good mate to be. It's weird how it ends up working because Gerald's like coming into job club being like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of these cunts because they ruined my one fucking opportunity. But he doesn't. And there's a kind of mutual understanding of they're all struggling. They're all in the shit here. It's all Different terrible. Different shades of shit, basically. Yeah, it's the great leveler that they're all unemployed and they're struggling. And so the lads come together to fix the gnome and buy him a little gnome wheelbarrow. And they say... Aww. The, the wheels go around and everything and Gerald sitting there spins the wheel and I was like that's that's cute They're like the wheels go around and he spins them and like, tar lads tar very much so you know they're Again, mates now another theme the movie handles quite well and it, yeah. in a way that yeah. ages well which is you know unemployment mm. you know and the, the, the beast that it is and how it can strike people from all walks of life because I think usually in movies when it's unemployment it's usually treated as like kind of something very grotty and grotesque or like with nail and eye or something like yeah, that yeah. Or, or like oh young layabout students but it's like no you've got this people who are all various skilled and unskilled yeah. parts of the labour totem pole in this factory are all suffering through it for very different reasons and yeah, yeah I, again it's the thing I think the movie does pretty damn well. Absolutely. And now it's time for something that I'm pretty sure... Yes. Phoenix Knights ripped off wholesale at the end you of think? each of those. Yeah. A lo- you like, think? A hundred percent. Basically, Phoenix Knights seems to have come about when... You know how you hear that some stand-up comedians have, like, producer folks who they send around to, like, local pubs and working men's clubs to hear the, the stories and the chat that they have and then they tailor that uh, into something that a Michael McIntyre or a Jack Whitehall or, or, or whoever it may be could use. I yes. feel like Peter Kay just sent around a few producers to listen to people who have seen the full Monty and then be like, <laughs> this is great! Why don't we make a series that's like... I love that, that. But easier to make. Yeah. And we've got Les Battersby here, as far as I'm aware. I've been told that this is Les Battersby from... Oh, I thought this was Keith Chegwood. I'm quite disappointed <laughs> now. Whatever. He looked just like the Keith Chegwood on my Keith Chegwood Wii game that I have. Yes, he's got real Keith Chegwood vibes, and he's here to strip off to that, that Je T'aime song. And the lads are there watching so and... Funny. It's really funny and quite, like, sad funny. Uh, it's, it's... Like, there's stripping, there's undressing, and yes. then there is the tragedy that is this man removing his clothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole other level. <laughs> it's very, very funny. And I can see why Phoenix Knights ripped off this concept of, you know, you have a performer on stage and you cut to the, you know, auditioners auditioning him. And the boy is there as well, by the way. It's not just oh, yeah. his dad. It's other people's dads he gets to see strip now as well. <laughs> the boy's part of the gang. He's just one of the lads. So he is usually there when men are removing their clothing. We're introduced to Horse and... Uh, Hey, ask him why he's called horse. And then the debate comes up, what's the point in having a big wanger if you need a Zimmer frame to tout it about? And I think, and they say, oh, look, he's about 50. And that's old to them because they're our age, right? Is that the thing? Oh, right. I don't know. But horse, got a big todger. He's a lad with a big wanger. And allegedly, allegedly, he can dance despite his dodgy hip. So he's, sign him up. 
He's in. And then we get the plasterer who Gerald has mm. to hide from because he doesn't want to be rumbled, doesn't want the, uh, the, the sham that he's living to come unfurling around him. Yeah. And he can't even wall walk. Don't expect a callback from Bjork anytime soon for the music video. So the wall walking thing, I saw exactly where this was going to go. And even when it went there, I pissed myself laughing. Like It is funny that he, you know, builds himself up. like, I can do the wall walking thing and you don't even see it you just hear him clatter down trying to do it very very funny and this lad and he has got a big todger because he he gets it out in front of all of the lads including the little boy and you see them all reacting in the series remarkably well adjusted uh in spite (laughs) of all the capers and that he's been involved with and all the dicks he's seen from a very very young age from strange men he doesn't know do you want to know a fun fact about the plasterer and the guy who played him because he's the only member of the full monty gang who didn't come back sam why you why are you rubbing your eyes in your face he's the only member of the full monty gang who didn't come back for the new series could you believe it could you Kevin, believe it i know <laughs> i know what we you know what you can you can say what happened with uh, oh did you Plaster. read his interview in the star as well then about what the allegations it's not like he declined to be in it he was going to be in it and he was sacked from it you know this i know this yeah did you type in full monty controversy into google as well <laughs> Is it, are you trying to full Monty me? Are you trying to put me out of a job so I have to Sorry. go strip? Because I don't, I can't Google controversial things for podcasts anymore. I mean, do you want to diplomatically put what the issue was and the reason why he was sacked? The headline state of being is nudity. Yes. Complaints regarding. Uh, he right. proclaims in his interview that he just happened to be in a state of undress in his dressing room. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming dressing room, you're going to be taking clothes on and off, even yeah. if it's not the full Monty, am I right? Well. And he claims that these runners barged into his room, even after he told them not to come in. And he was yeah. like hiding and saying, no, please don't see me naked. And they were like, no, I'm coming in no matter what. And now I'm going to cancel you because the young people are woke, gone mad. Now, yeah. Disney did do an investigation and found that he was often nude, and apparently okay. including walking past members of crew nude, walking mm. onto set nude, and being nude in his dressing room. Like, not just changing clothes, just being nude being all the nude. time. Yeah. But the, <laughs> look, I know you might think that it was fair game for him and all that, but but he had to crack in line. And he, he said, he, he said, thank God, what was this? He said, um... He said it was the full Monty. So what are you, what are you expecting? There's going to be a, hey, bit of nudity. Hey. hey. Yeah. Uh, he said it was political correctness gone mad. Uh, it wasn't yeah. what it was. Well, but it wasn't. He was just naked on a sacked. professional production. Given the boot, sacked. Given the heave-ho. And I know, no, not with Ed Spiro. We can't possibly do the full Monty reunion. They muscled through, but maybe yeah. the sense of malaise might be because the lad who was compulsively getting naked all the time wasn't in the wasn't movie there. about getting naked. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the series, and this is the film. So we sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I Look... I had there such are a no good allegations time about him on set during this production, so there's nothing so, untoward here. At this point in time, fine, I think, sort of. I don't know. Ah, uh, look, right. I there really enjoyed this. Guidelines I don't want to... in place. Stop! Stop ruining it! 
Stop ruining it with your fucking information about this stupid series that fucked this up. Because I, I loved this. I thought it was brilliant. And I don't want to know about all the horrible things that have happened since. I don't I want to know. I just love that we're living in a world where even the existence of such a series, like you can avoid it, you can not watch it, you can see the trailer for it even, and it can still ruin the there. thing. Yeah. That's amazing, powerful ah. stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Dave... Is talking to his wife. And there's a running theme here that Dave, Robert Baratheon, he's a big bloke. Also, he's a big bloke in the 90s. He's not even that big. Like, yeah, he's I like, know. I'm he's the fat man. And he, look, he looks absolutely He's built fine. like a brick shithouse, Sam. Yeah. I've seen fucking wrestlers who'd want a body like that. Jesus Christ. Exactly. And his wife is like, look, I'm married to you. I love you. And he, But he's very, you know, he has body confidence issues. And he also uh, seems to have issues thing. with the fact that there are men with big willies now on yeah. the dance troupe he's also keeping this secret and it's one thing that they don't really go into it's like oh no this is what you do because you're a man so you don't tell anyone like anything ever mm. so they, all these men are in a constant state of secrecy gerald is made out to be this like fucking idiot because he doesn't tell his wife he's unemployed but all the other lads are all plotting and scheming and keeping stuff from their yeah. wives and like about how they feel about themselves about their friends about their prospects but there's a lovely line that he has here and if you've ever been unemployed and you've ever had that kind of listless like really trying to get a job or whatever it is and you just you run out of steam he mm. says it's amazing how tiring it is doing now all the time and it is yeah. oh my god is he, he he hits the nail on the head very Absolutely. well there it's like if you don't use your batteries they lose their overall charge over time and you just become the yeah and i liked your battery analogy i thought that was oh thank you yeah make sure that if you are using your rechargeable batteries that you're charging them fully and then using them to their fully drained before recharging yes. them again because mm. you might as well just go buy new batteries then yeah i agree that goes out to my uncle who <laughs> gave me allegedly fully charged batteries for my game boy and i'm like oh let's see how long we'll get out of this then probably like half an hour probably boo ridiculous tell you where you can buy batteries mate medarol we're, yeah. we, we're going to medarol and Woo! dave's there spying on his wife sort of flirting with her co-worker but not really what's medderall it's only the shop woolworths could have been <laughs> kevin medderall is a shopping center it's it, it's all the shops in oh, one place oh wait sorry meadow hall as in meadow the big the big yeah uh, meadow that, hall that's what we were talking about in the priest where that's got eddie yeah. rockets in it yeah medderall oh wait, the shop is asda isn't it that yeah and they're in asda ah. that's where they're nicking pick and mix and flash dance so asda is the shop that woolworths woolworths wishes woolworths wishes is hard to say woolworths wishes it was you know what's really confusing yeah. up in northern ireland when i would cross over the border to go and get cheap magazines and umbongo and knickknacks <laughs> And for my yeah. dad to have an assault rifle pointed at him by the British Army. Thanks a lot for that, guys. He never wanted wow. to go back. Uh, but there's, we had did Wellworths up there. Wellworth. And we used to have fun because you're like, do you want to go to Woolworths or Wellworths? And we're like, Mom, obviously both because they're great <laughs> shops where you can buy sweets Way. and videos. Yeah. Fucking God's country. 
Amazing. Yeah, I miss the days of buying sweets and videos in the same place, you know? I wish I was back in the time where I didn't know as much about microbes as I do now. You can't unlearn that. No. Well, fucking fondling and palpate and all the pick and mix. Jesus Christ. Awful stuff. I'm willing to roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no wonder they went out of business, though, Sam, because with all these videos, it's not mm. like CEX where you can keep all of the media in a big file, you know, at the back of the shop. So those videos are just sitting, sheep, waiting to be eaten by wolves. Brackets yeah. Robert Carlyle. Yes, and the Nick Flash dance, which I haven't seen. Do you think, have you seen it? Is it worthy oh, of yeah. this and swirl? I, immediately I wrote down here, we're doing this for Cinema Swirl, but enough dance time has passed. Okay, yes. What a feeling. Dave's criticising her welding skills in the film. He's like, oh, she can't bloody, oh, that joint will never stick or whatever oh man it's just again it's this movie it's kind of there are these few moments where it drags you right back you know where you are it's the late 90s of course the fucking man is going to be doubting the composition of the woman's welding mix (laughs) maybe she wants more cecilene in there you fucking pig you ever think about that yeah fuck you dave fuck you dave and gerald they don't let you weld anymore Gerald is saying, look, lads, I can teach you to dance in two weeks. And so we get, we're essentially now getting two weeks worth of dancing instruction and training from the lads here for the Expecting more montage, perhaps, for this part. Yeah, but... You know, we got through it. We got through it. Yeah, they're practicing. Horse explains some of the moves to them in footy terms that they could understand. Ah, yes. uh, Which is cute, because they're all lads, aren't they? What are the footy terms, Sam? Offside. What's that mean, then? Um, corner kick, you know, all of the moves they have to do here. I'm what's 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 the offside rule then? When the when the ball goes off the side of the football pitch, mm. then the game is over. Oh, I see. Out of bounds. Yeah. Out of bounds. That's what, game over. You may have heard it still blow a whistle to mm. signify that, I think. And that's you might hear that now in a football game. That's yep. what it's for. And then everyone goes home. And that's yeah, the end. Go. Yeah. And then they post pictures of the food they got at the football game. Yeah. And then the Americans scram. go, I can't believe all the people <laughs> in the UK eat this scram. This in the scram is what you eat. I can't believe there's this scram has even got corn syrup on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with American scram. people using very regional bits of of the, sc- hearing an american person say scran is literally like turned my Ugh. skeleton inside out <laughs> <laughs> look at all this footy scran he at the absolute mad lad <laughs> gross so <laughs> where did you hear when americans say scran by the way oh there was something kicked off on twitter a couple of okay probably months ago where it was like Someone tried to start this discourse about how all English food is terrible, you know, yeah, and yeah. of course, from Mount Olympus, brackets, the Mount Olympus of gastronomy that is America, they came yeah. striking down with their thunderbolts, and some guy made a video where he was like, look at all the scran they eat at their footy <laughs> games, the absolute mad lads, and I uh, mean that literally and figuratively. Uh, 
No, 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 no. Let's get back to Sheffield. It's all great. <laughs> all the food is great. It's all great. Guys, all... Get, here comes Ireland Sea. Just get along. It's all great. Let's it's all, just all great. eat the food. Let's, let's, get... let's just all eat breads. Come on. Yeah. Eat it all. We love it. Eat it. We love it. Gaz encourages the lads, and I think they're around uh, Gerald's house, to all take off their clothes together and get naked in front of each other because if they can't do it in front of each other, how are they going to do it in front of 400 screaming women? And Makes it's sense. Very sweet how self-conscious they all are. Oh, they're sheepish, aren't they? They're very they're very sheepish. Like a sheep will never want you to see its willy. It's always no. very, you know, big wool, you know. Oh yes. no, you know, you're not gonna see that. And they famously have woolly willies, the sheep, don't they? Sam, what yes. are kegs? 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 Oh, like your, your um your trousers. Your kegs. Trousers. Your kegs off. Yeah. You know, your, pa- so your pants. Kegs aren't underwear. Hmm. Oh, now I'm not. Because I've on. also heard cacks. I heard that in Dublin and I've heard that in some places in the UK. Cacks. But I thought cacks were your underwear. So do, is it cacks then kegs? Because I don't be wearing things the wrong way around now, you know? What are kegs? They're Keg. large barrels for holding <laughs> liquor. A <laughs> small barrel. <laughs> Keg trousers. What are kegs trousers? Oh, trousers. I bet it's a brand. Oh, They're trousers. So it can be underpants or trousers. So, because so, I always love using the term pants to describe trousers, which is an Americanism, I understand. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't, it's the type of thing that you could get away, because the phrase that I would hear often in, in Ireland is, grand pair of pants there now, and people <laughs> saying the trousers were nice. And it's the only pushback I got from my own, no, I could call people Egypts, gobshites, I could say all sorts of Irish stuff. But if I call trousers pants, but no, yeah. you can't do that. That refers to That's underpants. Not on, it's not on. You have to emigrate <laughs> back to your home country. That's now. bang out of order what you've said there, mate. I don't like that at all. It is you're an absolute <laughs> mad lad, and you you, <laughs> you are a wrong and mate for saying that. That is bang out of order. Stop it. Stop saying it. I think I've, I have stopped. I love the term pants, yeah. but I don't use it anymore, really. Kegs. 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 You know, like you get on your chips, kegs. You know, little yeah. sprinkle of kegs on the top. Lovely. Lovely. But they take their, their kegs off, and at the same time, the bloody bailiff's around Gerald's house to take his telly Uh-oh. away. But... All of the lads who are just in their kegs, their their pants, their underpants, they're, un- they're just wearing their underwear. They then come in, a, a, a bunch of lads in their pants, and say, put it down and piss off. And the bailiffs do piss off. I mean, what? I mean, you would, wouldn't you? If it's a you bunch would. of lads in their pants coming over and you to know what? you. This scene, right. not just Peter Kay who is watching this, the producers of Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away <laughs> were probably watching this as well going, look, if we go to people who are insolvent and they're having stuff taken, taken away by bailiffs something wacky and fun like this is going to happen and three yeah. seasons later everyone was sad and miserable and even the bail i remember watching that show once and be like even the bailiffs are embarrassed this yeah. is truly the dirt worst. <laughs> <laughs> the bailiffs are like, do you want to keep it like i don't uh, yeah. yeah i feel bad about this mate so gas they need some money to... What do they need money for here? They, they need, like, need a deposit so to get the... They can put a deposit down on the working yeah. men's club yes, so that yes. they can have their show. And in the words of Robert Carlyle, 
you got to speculate to accumulate. You have. And the mum, Nathan's mum, is like, well, get working then and do some work. And obviously Robert Carlyle's like, well, we're not doing that. So little Nathan. Yeah, because £2.50 an hour, that was yeah. the minimum wage in the 90s. Yeah, right? yeah. Even with inflation, that's fucking shit yes it's real shit it's so shit absolutely awful oh i want to know as well with the club owner mm. he, i don't know if this is something that's ever used around your way but he went ah here are youth uh mm. youth referring to someone as youth is that something yeah. you've you've come across yeah i like yeah. that cheers youth yeah yeah that kind of thing. yeah 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 are you now when you said that that sounds like it was a bristol thing like cheers drive oh no it's not oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry. there's been a lot of accent kind of going around and the uh, in, in slipped. A, to try and uh, calibrate i i <laughs> something happened <laughs> You it's need not, to oh, do the accent drive. equivalent of printing out the test page <laughs> for the printer, like, you know, so you're all in alignment. <laughs> it's like that girl from uh, Little Mix preparing to do a Jamaican accent. Have you seen that clip? No. No, okay. Just... Oh, the girl from Little Mix has been through enough without me adding to her woes as well. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. I think some people at home will know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's a classic. I will later this evening. It's weirdly not as bad as it sounds, but it is very inter- like she. Uh, right. Anyway, look. It's not when, like when Adrian Brody practiced his Jamaican accent, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not okay. that level. Because <laughs> that's where my mind went. <laughs> so, little Nathan, he's going to go to the bank or building society or whatever and take it out of my savings, Dad. And Robert Carl's like, no, mate, don't do that. Until his son's like, Dad, you said you'd get it back. I believe you. I like you. And so at that point. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, he lets the little boy take £100 out of his uh, savings. That's, that's your communion money, you fool. <laughs> no Edinburgh fringe for you when you're 21. We now get a little training montage. A lot of this is actually them playing football. But, Kevin, I love the name of their strip act. It's, Hot it's incredible. Hot Metal Dare to Bear. Hot Metal We Dare to Bear. Ah, amazing. Murder with a girder, hot metal, dare to bear. I mean, yes, I would have suggested stainless steel, but that's, you know, that's just you know, well, yeah. the Sheffield vibes, you know. Well, there might be some stains on the, on oh, their kegs, you know. Women only. Yes, and some women walk by when they're putting up posters, and they're like, oh, why would it come to this? We had the real deal the other week. What, what benefit will we get out of watching you lot take your kegs off? And th- at this point, Robert Carlyle, he's improvising. He's like, well, ladies... We get our knob and bollocks out. No, he says, we go the full Monty, which means tackle out, gents. Everything's off. See, this to me just felt like the old wrestling territory days where like the big leagues Mm. would come through town and some small outlaw promotion tries to come in afterwards. You're going to ruin the whole territory. (laughs) You can't have two... Like, Sheffield doesn't get any strippers of the male variety for like 30 years and then we get two in one week? What is this, the bus service? (laughs) (laughs) You wait all day. All day. Some strippers and then... To, like two lots of them come along and and then one the bus of them... comes up and it says women only on it and you can't get on <laughs> i saw a bus the other day that had on its bus thing reserved for amazon and it had the amazon logo and i thought what the what? It was empty 
the fuck's going on with that bus? Anyway, right. So, Sam, you can't drop a bombshell like that. I mean, that's all I'm going to be. The rest of this episode, that is literally all I'm going to be thinking about. Reserved Look how professional I will be in spite of it. <laughs> so, Robert Carlyle's like, "Look, lads, we got we need a USP, and our USP is our unique selling penis, and we've got to get our willies out." And Kevin, at this point, I could feel a famous scene coming. I have seen Dare I before. say an iconic scene? Iconic. If yes, you've watched, I'd say any children in need from you know plus or minus <laughs> three years after. This. I was thinking there's probably at least ninety three children in need parodies of this alone. Yes, yeah, alone yeah. other things parodying it. Of course, yeah. there's the famous episode of Phoenix Nights, which was just this scene <laughs> done on a loop with Peter Kay wearing different wigs, wasn't it? Yeah, Paddy McGuinness too one as well. It's the bit where they're in the doll queue and all the lads are there. And then Hot Stuff by Donna Summer comes on, and they all, they all do little. They take dicks out. They all... <laughs> and they all get cancelled because political correctness has gone. No, they Come practice on. their dancing. They do the thrusting, the little shoulder moves, and the leg stuff. Look. I get why it's iconic. It feels iconic. Maybe because... Oh, it's great. You're right about the children in need of, like, comic relief thing. Like, that is absolutely where I've seen this, to know... Like, this is, like, ingrained in my head. I've just seen it Wait over and over again. Hang on. Who's that? The, oh, that's Ed Balls. Mom, <laughs> Mom, Ed Balls is doing it. He's doing it, Mom. Mom, Ed Balls is doing it. Ah, ah. I can't believe children in need did an old Chancellor version of the iconic scene from the full Monty. Oh, my God. Uh, him and his best mate George Osborne just dancing around in the doll queue Ima- imagine how fucking tasteless that would be I just what a Jared oh George Osborne was though wasn't he oh. every day he got Ugh. up and he pretended to the whole nation that he was actually the chancellor but he'd been fired and he just kept pretending didn't he oh we found you out on the head though and you know what now you have to be a podcaster a fitting <laughs> punishment ah. <laughs> ah. so the last they have a little bit of realisation here because they're looking through some magazines and they see some women and they're like, oh, her tits are too big or something. And then they go, well, wait a minute, lads. Maybe for once, women will be critiquing our bodies rather than the other way around. the shoe is going to be on to other foot? Yeah, well, they're not even going to have any shoes on. That's the problem. I think that their feet will be exposed as well. And for some of the perverts in that audience, that will be the unique selling point. But they're like... Oh, wait, we're going to get judged in the same way. And they start to kind of think about some of their misogyny and, you know, boisterous... Not too much, though. That would be <laughs> gay, obviously, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A joke that made me laugh, because it's like classic comedy, is they, they hand out the leather pants that they've got to wear, and Dave's like, well, you don't get much for your money, do you? Hey. Like, hey, because they're, hey. they're small pants. Is this the first time in cinema scroll history that we had on the silver screen an erectile dysfunction scene play out in real time? Because King Rob looked like he was about to get frisky and then he just wasn't feeling it and he definitely didn't want to talk about it. I mean, everyone's having dick trouble in this because Horse is on the phone to the penis pump customer service line being like, look, I need to I need to maintain my dick reputation. And they're like, well, we can't help you. And yeah, Dave, Dave's having trouble in the bedroom. I mean, I think the pressure of in a couple of weeks, I will have to get my body and wheelie out in front of many women it's probably gonna play havoc but i think this ties into his overall body image issue yes he does uh, at yeah. one point say there's no anti-fat bastard cream is there no. and maybe we can live in hope that the technology well, will come there is now according to my instagram uh, ads <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
And it's called Huel. I can't believe I ate the whole jar of anti-fat bastard cream. It was just too delicious. And he puts he puts cling film around his his tummy because he's heard that that's what they do in the fancy. It's just very sad. But you know what? Yeah. Even at his lowest. Right, even at his lowest, he was there. He tried to have sex with his wife. He couldn't fulfill that part of the relationship. He can't even talk to the woman he loves. He's all wrapped up in himself, and he's ra- he's literally wrapped up in he's wrapped up in himself and cling yep. film. And I still couldn't feel bad for him, Sam. Ultimately, because look at the size of the Mars bars they had back in '97. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me, it was as big yeah. as a Snickers. Say what you will about the Tories, but they didn't start, you know, outlawing big chocolate bars. They did that later. Like Tony Blair did. Yeah, they did that later. Yeah, yeah. later, yeah. Like now, <laughs> right now. That's that the, the one time I will ever defend the Conservatives. It's like, well, at least the Mars bars were massive in, you know, those days. And that was fine. In John Major's Britain, you had big Mars bars. I'm not sure how much you can genuinely tie that to... I don't uh, think I can. Tory government, Sam. <laughs> I have a funny feeling that if we let that slide, the Tories win somehow. So Okay, okay. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them with their stupid Mars bars, the cunts. Right. Look, I'll tell you, when George Osborne pops on the podcast next week, we'll have sharp words. Sharp yeah. words. Sharp words for him. Gerald, to really rub it in with Dave, Gerald tells a story about how he got a big old bunk on at school swimming lessons. And Dave's like, oh, you're talking to the wrong man. Don't leave me alone. But no, I'm trying to tell you that when I was a child, I got an erection so big, I feared it would pierce me shorts and there were all these young girls around there's a way he could have told that story that would have landed him right in jail right then and there yeah the fact that they're doing it outside the school as well fuck (laughs) me lads if i was on duty i'd be spraying you with a hose with that kind of chat in response dave does what everyone with depression does he gets a job at asda and he's a security guard at asda he's done pissing about it's it's a pipe dream it's not gonna happen He's getting a solid job, and he's being a bloody man, and he's doing his job. That's what he's doing. He's not coming. He's not getting involved. I'm not getting my dick out in front of everyone. No, I'm being a security guard at Asta. Now, I was obviously anticipating the Gary Glitter needle drop. Yeah. But when we're having our rehearsal set to Gary Glitter, and there's a small boy watching these grown men strip, <laughs> and then the police show up, and he's like, holy shit, I've just uncovered Sheffield's largest paedophile ring. That, all of that was like... I feel that was one of the best jokes in the movie. Yeah. And it didn't make it intentionally. Not in some ways. It's become funnier with time. And also tragic in its own way. <laughs> and when I was hearing that Gary Glitter needle drop, I thought, oh, is this a Joker origin story for one of these characters? Perhaps little Nathan. <laughs> Is um, that's what's going to take him to the point where he later on becomes the Joker. Sam, though, you know, in 2019, when the Joker came out, no one knew about Gary Glitter's crimes. No. He'd just been in prison for around 15 years at that point. We just assumed <laughs> it was for other other stuff. How were Warner Brothers and Joaquin Phoenix to know he hurt his foot? He hurt it's, his foot. How are they to know? It's one of those things with America where they know they do know the thing about Gary Glitter, but because they that do. song is used so much in, you know, the sport, they're just like, well, I, we want to keep using it. So they keep using it. What, are you, are you going to cancel Michael Scott next? I don't think so. <laughs> we like our pedophile music very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Keep giving him royalties, you know, because we like it. it and where, it is a tune. It is go? a tune. Where do, where do they the go? go? Into Gary Glitter. Someone who shows up pocket. on Below Deck, no doubt, is collecting paychecks for the Gary Glitter needle drops, right? I mean, I assume he's like sold the rights to pay for, for his incarceration. <laughs> 
to pay, yeah, to like try and, you know, pay for legal fees and shit. So someone somewhere is profiting from this. I don't think it's Gary Glitter directly, but it could be, you know, it still could be. I just don't like the idea that he can he get like the money. loads of Mars bars in the prison canteen because Warner Bros. decided, yeah, actually, it's nothing sums up the Joker quite like a pedophile's smash hit number one. But you can take some comfort in knowing that those Mars bars are smaller than they were uh, back in true. 1997. That's so fishing uh, punishment. Yes. They get taken into the police station, apart from the plasterer and, what's he called? Lomper. Lomper. They're running away in their little pants, jumping over gardens and stuff, which is quite sweet. And then... That was uh, a bit of How's Your Father? You know, they're all, it was very classic best of British. Men, yeah. men, be, oh, you know, carry on. Uh, d- showing people your nudity yes they've got they've got their bums out they did when they're they they sneak into a house to or i think it's one of their houses or someone's house to get away it's his house yeah and they look at each other and it's clear that there's a lovely gay love story going on there yes very sweet it's not explored loads but no. for a film from the 90s it's nice that there's a little love story I there know what, i know what you're thinking you think look Maybe you went into this movie thinking you're going to get a bit of representation. Or, yeah. you know, may- maybe you're thinking, no, I'm not going to get it cynically. I'm surely not. But then you get it, but it's so small, it's almost not there at all. And it's yeah. for that reason that Disney were really interested in bringing back the full Monty <laughs> for that special 25 years later series. They're like, guys, the brand guidelines are just, we're like perfectly yeah. in alignment here, you know? Uh if there's one thing Disney loves, it's blink and you'll miss it gay moments. And so they were like, well, sign these guys up because... You know, that's what we want. And thankfully, they don't even have to include that story because they've sacked the yes, guy. <laughs> they did. So we don't really find out what happens there in that sense. Because it was a setup and he's innocent. No, I, that's not the case at all. No, it's definitely not the case. As I said, there was an internal investigation and yes. the nudity was persistent. Unnecessary. Yes, persistent. Chronic nudity, some would call it. Yes. Anyway, I love this film. Uh, meanwhile... The mum <laughs> comes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin it. I had a you good are. time as well. Stop but ruining when it. I'm giddy, I I may unintentionally ruin things. I'm aware of this about myself okay. now. <laughs> the mum comes to pick up Nathan, and obviously she's like, "What the fuck? You've been getting your kit off, getting arrested. Look at yourself, Gary. You're a fucking mess." The bailiffs around Gerald's place taking all his stuff, so his wife now knows and she's mostly furious that he's just hidden this from her and lied to her so everyone's kind of you know rock bottom is where they are here and gaz can't hang out with his son and gerald's like comforting him and they're all there's some male bonding and support here which is really important there's like that friendship aspect that carries through this now the the part of this that was slightly confusing for me Mm. because i think they all but skirted around this and i definitely think that it would not have stood the test of time particularly well but sure they do mention that they those who went to the police station yeah were charged with indecent exposure that's why they all had to wear those special perverts blankets that are reserved for diddlers and the cold but he then goes to school to pick up his son and the ex-wife and the stepdad swoop yeah. in to take the son away and they're like you've read the lawyer's letter you're not allowed to be near the boy anymore and the boy's like yeah. come on dad we're going to pool and Robert Carlyle's like <laughs> and that's not to oh. Blackpool 
They're no, going they're to going a swimming to, pool. To a swimming yeah. pool. And Robert Clown's like, oh, no, I, I can't, our kid. I'm, I'm afraid I've not got my togs. And like, oh, we'll get your togs. Come on. He goes, no, no. I, can't, I can't. And then he kind of looks around shiftily. Is he basically admitting to being on the sex offenders register so he's not allowed to be at a pool? Also, if he is, why is he outside the school? Where are the staff on duty? ridiculous there's some implication there that something's been said that he can't you know but we don't know whether he's on a register or not indecent exposure indecent exposure yeah oh dear not to be confused with decent exposure which is what they get when the news of this comes out and it's a smash viral hit because it yeah. goes in all the local papers it does sorry in between those two moments Lumper's mum has died and they all go to the funeral and him and the plasterer hold hands and then Gaz and Dave are like oh they're gay way but in a kind of mates way and it's fun and it's, it's again it's no, not explored Sam, enough it's not it's not a mates way when it's the yeah. two straight lads literally pointing at a you grieving go, ah. man and his partner going sure, they're, they're sure. gay aren't they and they have a big old laugh about it now when they did all show up at this funeral i thought it's an odd place to debut the act but hey it is the 90s (laughs) (laughs) and the brass band are all playing (laughs) (laughs) i guess maybe i'm kind of hoping and implying that in my head canon they're in a mate's way celebrating their friends finding love and being gay or they're at least realizing that knowing a gay person isn't this like shocking fucking mind-blowing thing that they might have thought it was when they described everything that is even somewhat bad in their lives as being gay for the last 35 years of their lives yes they don't kick them both out of the troop which at this point feels like (laughs) progress for for these lads maybe they're like oh we're still you know and if anyone is strange it's fucking gaz and dave here who are like we don't even hold hands with our women like what what's wrong (laughs) with you (laughs) what a shame but you're right the indecent exposure has led to decent exposure and good publicity and word is getting around um everyone's excited about this strip show everyone's kind of taking the piss out of them in the streets but that but in a fun way right to fucking ticket sales mate money uh, asses asses in seats not asses butts not butts asses bum not butts bums not asses, asses are getting in those seats. Thank uh, you. Look, I will say <laughs> right now. <laughs> bums. Bloody bums, mate. What I'm about to describe is objectively in many ways a bad thing. And also I yeah. should say as well for the record, personally, if I was to do this, I would absolutely get sick. But yeah. I couldn't help but notice that when King Rob was finishing up his full Monty-sized big breakfast and literally was lighting a cigarette while licking his lips of egg yolk. And I thought, look at this king. Look at this man owning his domain. What a fucking idiot he is, but it's somehow impressive nonetheless. Literally wiping his face of bacon grease and he's like a cigarette on the go. That's what makes figuring out their age really hard because that's like, that made him seem 55 immediately. Yeah, yeah. I think the Game of Thrones casting lot were watching this scene and they're like, oh, that, there's our guy. Bow your shit. That's the we man. Got him. Yeah. There's get the bon vivor that we need for these dark times. So, Kevin, they're on. They've sold tickets. Even Gerald's up for it and he's got a new job. But he's like, go on then. We'll, we'll all do it. Dave is the last holdout. Dave comes home and his wife's like, you're having an affair with a woman who's wearing tiny little leather pants. And he's like, no. They're mine. Me and Gaz have been stripping. And he, and then he does the thing of like, Jeannie, who'd want to see this dance? 
you know, showing his body. And she's like, me, Dave. That's I do. Fucking married you, you Aegis. Please have sex with me. And so that's a nice little moment for them because he's not having an affair. He's just secretly organised a strip show at the local working men's club. It happens, guys. You know, it happens. Kevin, will it be all right on the night? Because tonight is the night. The big night. There's women there, but there's also bloody blokes. And so Gaz is like, I'm not taking my kit off in front of no blokes. That's like the one thing that makes him not want to do it. And also, Sam, not just blokes. These are blokes from the pub. Yeah, yeah. The worst kind. Different cut. Yep. Different cut yeah, altogether yeah. there now. I will say, right, it's the big night. You've been training two weeks for this. Robert mm. Carlyle, would you have a fucking shower? He looked <laughs> fucking gross. No one wants to see a smelly stripper. Yuck. No. Yeah. Also, you're going to taint that leather with a fucking unforgivable stench that will well, not... What are you going to do? Are you going to take it to the laundrette? An all-leather codpiece is quite an interesting choice, to say the least, because this has not got longevity written on it, is all I'm saying. Unless any of you guys are apparently fancy yourselves as leather curers, I don't think so. I think, look, those pants are getting thrown into the audience and they're a one-time use. It's an expensive gambit, but, you know. That's how we went from 10 grand to 1 grand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, someone please help me with my budgeting here. I'm wasting Ridiculous. all this money on leather pants. Oh, it um, is 1997. Pie in the sky, fiscal irresponsibility. It could only be new labour. Exactly. But, Kevin, lo and behold, Dave shows up. He's up for it. Little Nathan is there. Of, co- of course he is. <laughs> he's there to watch all the men get their willies out. And he's like, Dad, mum's here is and all you're a good i like you go out there get your kit off and do me your son proud and so he's not a good enough actor unfortunately the big rah rah speech all right i shite all right. i thought he was the, he it was fine he's fine yeah he's fine it's the last like it could have just tipped this over into pure epic territory, but I felt I had to enjoy the last bit in spite of the boy, not because yes. of the boy. And I will say, Sam, for 10 mm. quid, one song in this well, economy? Okay, so I've thought a lot about this. I assume that this is condensed for time, you know. This is when it feels the most like fiction, because there is no way that they're, <laughs> they're coming out, getting all of their kit off, throwing their hats away, and that's it with one song. I think th- this is a larger act than this is the final performance of but for narrative purposes it has to be one three or four minute bit right that's what i'm thinking here it's not you know 10 quid one song i mean that's fucking rich yeah chippendales will give you an opener they give you a main <laughs> event and there'd be a couple of journeymen in the middle as well is all i'm saying but if this is your opener and you've got your dicks out i mean maybe the show goes on and they just do the rest of it fully nude and they do some more because they're like the whole they time rip their skin off <laughs> They've been practicing to Donna Summer. They've been practicing to Gary Glitter. I mean, when are those tunes gonna That's true. hit the speakers? You know, so Does maybe they just do the rest Chippendale of show. Do they go back out and then they put other clothes on? They come out and they take those off as well. Because I feel like you, I do like, wonder. Like I, I would imagine the whole dance routine is like one big wrestling match, and you can have your high spots, but you can only have one finish. I'm assuming yeah. we have near falls. Like whoa, ah. What? And I do like the shots in the audience when they're like, oh, we're not going to. There's literally a woman there going, boo! Yeah. You said you'd take it off. (laughs) There's what? There is that one woman who's really up for it. And like, anytime anything goes, yes! Come on. Can we talk about the song, of course, You Could Leave Your Hat On? Because Mm. I have some thoughts, mainly Tom, Mr. Jones, as it were. Mm 
it, it really depends on the hat, first and foremost, because the idea that hats could always be a welcome addition to mm. some sort of a hanky-panky situation, I would say, Sam, not all hats. I would even say the majority of hats, but I would say there is a notable amount of hats that are aggressively unsexy. Yeah. You can leave your hat on. What, even the Kangol backwards leather hat? <laughs> uh, you can leave your hat on. Even the bright checkered fedora with a feather in it? What? Mm, you know what I mean? Not all hats. Here's what I think happened in this song. I think the word helmet didn't scan. Because this seems like this song is made for sexy uniform, you know? I see. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about circumcision there for a second. And the, <laughs> Tom, Tom Jones is like, No one in Wales is going to be cut. Kevin, this whole scene is sweet, funny, fun, and the word I put down, triumphant. It is, yes. Ah, oh. and they capture the spirit of, and I hope I'm using this correctly, a knees up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Ah. It's a knees up and it's a cocks out because the whole scene is great. It's really fun. Everyone's up for it. And then this film does what I fucking love in films. And Rocky does this as well, in some of them at least. Freeze frame? Freeze frame finish on yes. the fucking climactic, big, triumphant moment. You don't need the bit where, you know, we see how this affects Gaz's life and his it, relationship. We end on the high. It doesn't matter. We end yeah. on the high. We don't need more. Which is why, and I don't want to immediately get into it because I'm so happy with this film, which is why the series seems like a fucking kick in the teeth. Oh, it's the idea of it. I, I don't need to know anything about what yeah. happens to these characters after this point. This is all they need. This is it. It's done. That's the end. The only way you could do a series if it is like Rocky 2 and it begins like immediately afterwards <laughs> where Robert Carlyle has been pushed away in a gurney and be like, oh, there ain't gonna be no rematch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, I, I don't mean to harp on about this song again. I really can't yeah. get it out of my head. But there's a part in the song towards the end where he goes, baby, turn off the lights. All, All the lights. <laughs> How can you even tell if I'm wearing the hat? What's that? Schrodinger's hat is what that would be at that point, wouldn't it? Like, because the, the hat's either on or off. They take the hats off, you know, and that's yeah. where we get our, our freeze frame. Do you think that it was on purpose that they literally freeze-framed, I think it was Gerald's, yeah. where there was like a flash bulb going off just around his taint, so it looked like there was this like <laughs> star being born out of his arsehole type of a thing at the yeah. end, and I don't know if that really worked well for him. It's Kubrickian, isn't it, that kind of... Uh... <laughs> close to a film it's, it's more about what you think it's, that might be yeah that's true i mean kevin this film was almost workmanlike in its ability to deliver what you need and it's i it, it, i feel good having watched this it's a feel-good comedy and i fucking feel good and i laughed like no no faffing around as well i felt like that was a tight 90 minutes i wouldn't yeah. take like you know yes yeah, some bits have, have aged badly i mean if it's something that was popular in the late 90s you're gonna hear that obviously like you know sure surprise surprise but like in terms of like the structure of it like when the big moments come when the laughs come how they weave in the kind of serious more sad topics but it's never it never treats those things as flippant and yet those things never drag down the comedy it's that very i don't know that very tangible matey type of love that they have shown very very well that makes it all kind of i don't know lighter than air almost you know yeah. you never get bogged down in it but it doesn't feel like throwaway it doesn't feel fluffy you know it doesn't no. feel 
like you know shy you know it feels like there's there's a bit of heart to it and that is something that is always thrown around and i feel like really actually stands the test of time something having heart or whatever you want to call it now comedies have famously not fared well but i laughed loads at this and it's a feel-good comedy it's a feel-good british comedy i felt good i laughed a lot did you feel british i felt british (laughs) took my kegs off i just i cared about the characters the soundtrack despite the Real high representation for Gary Glitter is a belter. You know, the the soundtrack is great. There's iconic moments in this. There are issues with it, sure. But I mean, for what this was and what it explores, but still ultimately at the end of the day, it is just a bit of fucking fun and it's great. This is exactly what I needed. Like, I had such a good time with this. I can't get over, like, how happy I felt having watched this film. It's I amazing. feel like this is one of those movies, and this rarely yeah. happens. Like, when, you know, you mm. love something, it's like, you love or whatever. You know, yeah. and it's it's a great experience. You've gotten to see it finally. But am I right to assume there's a little tinge or a little part of here that you kind of wish you'd seen this maybe back in the day? Is that fair yeah, to yeah. say? Yeah, definitely. Because I can imagine you and your family watching this and having a whale of a time. Yeah, for a film about getting your todger out it's surprisingly like heartwarming and family friendly so yes i I wish i'd seen it sooner but i'm glad i've seen it now like oh and the only thing tainting it for me really is like the idea that this fucking follow-up series even exists (laughs) i watched the trailer for it and i felt so they they look so fucking old like i know they are 25 years older than they were robert carlisle it looks like he's like i don't know know. the coalition years treated him really well or whatever it's like (laughs) the rest of them look fucking knackered and i don't want to go anywhere near that series to be honest i feel like i might have to at some point but I uh, you don't need to go beyond that ending that's such a good ending like it's such a simple movie but there's so much to it oh, you feel yes. like you know it being a, a non-curtis like a, a, a british comedy <laughs> yeah. that you know this this did extremely well at the box office at the mm. time and i think one of the things we talked about in the priest world was that i think there's not many movies that we've watched where you can very easily point and say this one movie here had like this exact impact on the culture of this country here you know it, it yeah yeah i think this movie is one of those things that even if you've not seen it people know what it is what it's about what it the kind of vibe of it or whatever it is and it's kind yeah. of spun off and you know they don't name breakfast after any L movie there's no notting no, hill no, no. gut buster breakfast in the calves in lincoln for instance but there's many there a full monte but yes I just the thing about that is that I just can't believe that they didn't go for a sequel, a cash grab quite quickly. You know, you would have thought in like 2000, 2001, the Full Monty 2000 would have been surely someone was pitching that, right? I imagine they would have done, yeah, but th- that kind of coincided with Robert Carlyle's career film career really, really taking off. off. This yeah. was like when he was that was when he was in Bond and stuff the 2000s, yeah. right? early 2000s yeah. so maybe it was a sort of victim of its own success in terms of trying to bring these people back into you know a, a feel-good british comedy at the time but now 25 years down it's like with bands you know when they're at the start and there's a lot of buzz around their first album you know and the the second album comes out it's a big deal by the time they're on like album 10 they're back doing little regional sausage and cider festivals and you can go and see them quite cheaply but you told me you had a good time at the sausage and cider festival <laughs> I, I did i did i i sang along to you know decent days and nights 
<laughs> that was <a> <laughs> <laughs> classics. But I think that's why this has happened when it has, that, you know, they're all getting involved, apart from the one who was ultimately sacked. So that's the only thing bringing me down, but I don't think that should bring me down, because that's not this film, that's... No. A sequel series. And I'm sorry, but it's just like, for me, stuff being ruined is still, I thought I'd grow out of it, but like, it's still, it's so funny to me. It's really funny. It's so funny to me. It is. It's really, really funny, you know? Nothing funnier than tarnishing a legacy. Like, that's proper funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the wrestling fan to me, Sam. I can't, like, because if I don't find that funny, I'll be really depressed because I am a big fan and make my, my living in a business that is based on the idea of coming back to late kevin that series is one more match in saudi arabia you know that's like yeah that's what it is yeah actually it's all done on green screen in dubai actually uh, (laughs) that you know you have to go pay 45 pounds for fish and chips afterwards like (laughs) i feel like you've just experienced perhaps a perfect comedy on cinema swirl for you i should say for For me yeah for me at this time that was damn near perfect so I'm struggling to argue against this film at all. So, oh my God, I wonder if we're going to yeah. get uh, one of these these rarities well, now. We're at the end of the line here now. It's time to uh, throw the hats off into the audience and ask Sam, what is your star wipe rating for the full Monty? Well, make sure you keep your hat on for this. I'm giving oh. the full Monty, the full Monty, five star wipes. Oh, you heard it here first. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.